welcome to the Zen Founder Podcast. This is a place where we have conversations about mental health and entrepreneurship. We have a pretty broad conceptualization of what mental health means. Sometimes depression, anxiety, sometimes relationships or physical health. The goal here is to bring some calm into the crazy roller coaster of ups and downs that is life for many entrepreneurs. I'm your host, I'm Dr. Sherry Walling. I'm a clinical psychologist and an entrepreneur, married to an entrepreneur, live in the world of entrepreneurs, and I'm so pleased that you have joined us for this conversation. This week, I had a conversation with a Republican. If you're reading between the lines of that statement, uh, yeah, I am a Democrat. But I actually wasn't always a Democrat. When I first registered to vote, when I was 18, I registered as a Republican. I grew up sitting in the passenger seat of my dad's pickup truck listening to Rush Limbaugh on the radio because my dad was a Republican and so was my mom and so was every adult that I had any political conversation with except for Mrs. Carr, my high school history teacher, who was not a Republican. But I was so steeped in that political ideology that it never occurred to me to, to not be a Republican. It never occurred to me that um, that smart, thoughtful, interesting folks were Democrats. Essentially, the experience of Democrats that I grew up with was that they were people who were eager to kill babies and take all the money that you earned working hard at your job and give it to people who didn't want to work. That was my sort of teenage understanding of Democratic Party politics. Over the course of the last 20 years, that perspective has shifted significantly. My own experience of education, my own travel around the world, and the time that I've spent working in large systems, in the VA hospital system. My experience trying to help people navigate without safety nets the time that I've spent working with people who have been entrenched for generations in poverty. And of course, my own changing understanding about politics surrounding women and power, sexism, racism, and the need for external forces to help protect those who are vulnerable, those whose rights have not always been permitted to be functional or to flourish. The experiences of my adulthood have shifted my political perspective to be largely in favor of larger government intervention, although I'm well aware of the brokenness of those systems. And certainly as an entrepreneur, I'm well aware of how irritating those taxes are. All that aside, though, the point of this conversation that I had with this friend who is a Republican is that it was a great conversation. And I feel like those kinds of conversations are extraordinarily rare right now and have been extraordinarily rare for the last couple of years, which is why, in my opinion, we're in such a terrible state. He and I talked about some really big questions, really practical and important questions like, would the pandemic have spread less quickly if police enforced mask wearing regulations? We threw around how much we both hated the idea of police making people wear masks, but then also how frustrating it is that the virus has spread so out of control. So essentially, we're, we're throwing around these core Republican Democratic political philosophies of personal responsibility versus sort of external intervention. He was arguing that personal responsibility was sufficient, and I was arguing 
great, that would be lovely, except it's broken down completely and people haven't been responsible. But hold on, let me rephrase that. We actually weren't arguing at all. We were just talking, realizing that the country is in such a bad state because neither political philosophy has been working incredibly well. In this one-on-one conversation, we were able to identify some of the hot buttons that seem to really drive a wedge that prevents this kind of conversation from happening around most center tables. For example, one of the things that we talked a lot about is the statement, America is racist. He talked about how that sentiment or that language, that statement was inflammatory and insulting and felt like a conversational non-starter in which it was like, I guess, sort of a fixed mindset understanding of what the country is, a gross overgeneralization. And I listened to him without being like, no, 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 you have to see it my way. You have to see that there is racism within all of us. You know, I, I just listened to him and, you know, that was nice. But he also listened to me when I said, it's hard to get around the significance of the historical and sociological forces that have been at play since the very beginning of our country that have created systematic differences in opportunity, privilege, ability, safety between black people and white people in our country. Those systematic differences continue to be significant forces shaping the lives of this generation. And until we look at them and begin to shift them around, we are going to have significant injustice in this country. We're going to have a significant race problem in this country, and we will have innocent people continue to be mistreated, to be killed, to be incarcerated, and have limited access to the kind of flourishing and opportunity that all of us as entrepreneurs most deeply desire. And he listened to me too, without it feeling like I was a leftist whack job who wanted to do away with private property and just reallocate every private home to a bread distribution center. I was able to empathize and say, I understand how that language feels to you. I understand how the language is overwhelming and feels accusatory and also makes all of us feel really helpless because it can feel like a huge problem that ends with a big fat period at the end of the sentence but no one knows what to do about it, which is a crappy, crappy feeling. And he could hear and empathize with my language around the history and the context and the implication of intergenerational transmission of trauma and understand that though I was making no accusation against him, he and I were both realizing that a conversation around different kinds of privilege is appropriate. So the thing that made this conversation so rich for both of us, so important, and hopefully a jumping off point for many more conversations with him and other Republican friends to come, is that we started our conversation with a lot of trust. There's no part of my brain that thinks that this person is unintelligent. And I trust that he also respects me as a thinker and as a human. So trust was in place. The other component that was in place in our conversation was a sense of empathy. I felt soft and open and willing to listen and receive and engage in the ideas that he was presenting. I didn't feel closed off or shut down. I care about his perspective and how it feels inside of his head and his life. And likewise, I experienced empathy from him. 
there was no dismissal of my ideas or my sentiment or my experience. And I think the last component that made this conversation so helpful and so healthy was this sense that neither of us were so entrenched in our perspective that we had to argue that we were 100% right about everything because we were tackling such hard problems, right? Pandemic, racism, big things that are hot topics for all of us right now. Neither one of us are arrogant enough to believe that we have all the answers or that our political affiliation has got it all figured out. So there wasn't a lot of ego in the conversation. There was trust, there was empathy, and there was humility. And when those three things are in place, I think we can talk to anyone about anything and it still feels like a a connected, productive, moving forward kind of conversation. So in the spirit of mental health, I hope that we can collectively begin to work through some of the outrage and vitriol, hate and frustration Not as a way of minimizing it or turning it off or overlooking it, but as a way of beginning to heal so that we can have really productive, healthy conversations once again. I'm excited about a new president, not just because my guy won. Wait, I mean my guy and gal. That's fun to say. But I'm really excited because we all need a reset and we all need a reminder of how to return to a level of dignity and decorum. I think we as Americans all need to be reminded of how to hold our head up high and not cower or roll in or slump our shoulders in response to so much of the pain and heartache and downright shame and embarrassment that our country has been through in the last several years. Trust, empathy, and humility. They're helpful in all hard conversations, politically oriented, professionally oriented, personally oriented. The willingness to take the risk, to really let ourselves be part of the conversation, to open our hearts and our minds and share honestly, vulnerably, who we are and what we feel, what we think. And then the sense of being able to receive that trust from another by empathetically trying to get in their mind and just get what it is that matters to them, why they feel what they feel, why they think what they think. We don't have to agree, but empathy is the foundation of understanding. And finally, a sense of humility, all the more important for us as leaders, this sense that we can, without arrogance, without needing to be 100% right, even if we're the decision maker, but that we can be open to the possibility that our perspective, our solutions, our decisions are not 100% airtight. That there may be things that we're missing or haven't thought of, and that someone, whether across the aisle or across the table, might have an important point to make if we are able to open up and listen carefully. And just to be clear, I'm not advocating that we hold hands and do kumbaya with the assholes who stormed the Capitol. Those folks need to go to jail. But I am advocating that we find our way back to meaningful conversation with our parents, our aunts and uncles, our friends, our colleagues, all of the people around us who dare to have a different opinion and perspective and way of thinking than we do. I think we all have an invitation to get a little bit 
closer together to a meaningful conversation. To my Democratic friends and my Republican friends, I'm glad you're all here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of the podcast. In the meantime, feel free to check out zenfounder.com for lots of resources about the kinds of conversations that we have on the podcast. You can get information about working with me, about maybe joining a Zen tribe. It's sort of like a mental health boot camp for entrepreneurs. We also have lots of content on our blog, links to resources in our courses and books for sale. So check us out there and we hope to provide anything and everything that you might need to make the entrepreneurial life a little bit easier.